Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. It's all happening. It's all happening. Fuck it, man. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better with Joel and Steve podcast. My name is Joel. And I'm Steve. And it's Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning. This This is is a a totally different vibe. I dig it. I'm in my easy chair. I got a pillow. I got some coffee going. Today's podcast is brought to you by coffee. It's also brought to you by Costco store brand sparkling water. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Well, you were a you're a bubbler, bubbly. Yeah, well, I, you know, like I said, they all taste pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever have you ever tried Topo Chico? I've not tried Topo Chico. Topo that, Chico. That sounds like it's been around a long time. It's been around a minute. Yeah. Okay. So it's probably but better than this stuff. Somehow, Topo Chico is like the bubbles are smaller. It's more. It's more fizz. I don't know how they do it. Topo Chico, it has smaller bubbles. It has smaller bubbles. And it's more it's more effervescent. Oh. You were said whatever you're drinking last time we did this was really effervescent. What was I drinking? Oh, I oh Waterloo. Waterloo, yeah. Yeah, I like the Waterloo too. But Topo Chico is a different that's that's like that's the cool kid sparkling water. I uh, see. You you were drinking Kirkland's the the proletariat. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah. They have three flavors. They have lemon, lime, and grapefruit. (laughs) At in in America, oh god, in America, in American Costco, you get three flavors and like it. That's right. I I tell you, I'm enjoying it. It's 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 nice. It is a different vibe here on Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, it's because neither of us have been at work all day. Yeah. I just came from a nice breakfast with my mom. Oh wow kind of wrapping up uh holly's birthday i we went and ate at good evans which is really good you know what good did you get the pop tart uh gianna got a pop tart yeah their homemade pop tarts are great they're great there i everything there was really good everything there's great Mm -hmm. i love good evans yeah their veggie omelet is fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah we had an assortment of things it was a holly got the salmon power bowl Oh yeah, had, like, pickled onions and quinoa, and was yeah. really, you know, she loved it. You can eat healthy, and you can get shitty there, to- all at the same time. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> our table was representative of all that. It was just a yin yang of health healthy, and sugar. health and sugar, and yep. cholesterol, cheese, cheese, sour cream, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's great. And last night, uh, Holly and I went ate and ate at Napoli's. Is that how you say that? I say Napoli's, but Napoli's. Yeah, I've been known to say the word. I've been known to say Italian. So don't. Oh, right, take, that's what, right. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Holly just Holly just cringed and glared at you. I know. Um, <laughs> I ta- uh, that there, Italian food. There is no country called Italy. Um, There's not. No. But anyway, that I'd never been there before, and you had recommended it, and I it was delightful. It was fantastic. I Did highly you- recommend. Um, Napoli's, Napoli's, whatever at 48th mm-hmm. and Highway 2 in Briarhurst, which is in a word unassuming on the yep. outside. Yep. But inside it's 
it's uh nice and mm-hmm. but not fancy just nice mm-hmm. and the food was fantastic and the service was good and it was not expensive and yep uh I, I, it was kind of a whim you know i had gone yeah. to i went to deets um uh, mm-hmm. my guitar needs a little love and i just don't know what i'm doing so i took it to the pros and um and then i thought you know it's right there like we should come back here tonight and eat there so we did yeah we we got into a ve- this is very um stereotypical and m- maybe whatever we when we were making our way through the sopranos television program aha sometimes we would get some napolis to go and watch the sopranos that's awesome and we we <laughs> i remember i remember like get, we got the tv trays out this was like you know pandemic Peak shutdown pandemic, city yeah. yeah yeah and we we got like the the garlic knots and then uh-huh. the gar then the cheese filled garlic buns uh-huh. and then and it was just like bread and we were just like fuck me up on these cheesy yeah. dough balls oh my god their stuff is super good super good i had yeah. a, i had a steak with this oh, yeah. cream sauce and shrimp and spaghetti and cream this cream sauce. it was it was ridiculous a little surf and turf a little surf and turf uh yeah actually mm-hmm. nice. shrimp on it yeah and it was uh it was delicious holly got the uh lobster ravioli mm-hmm. which was also great mm-hmm. maybe we should start a show on hgtv we really should just like <laughs> yeah just reviewing local restaurants sure well go to napoli's or napoli's yeah napoli's it was great big fan big fan and there's vegetarian friendly fare there as well so there is mm-hmm. i mean yeah vegetarian not so much vegan i think no. everything there has got you've got it's cream based in there yeah there's there's yeah vegans need not apply vegans sorry about it right but not really because i had a steak and it was awesome <laughs> zero regrets <laughs> oh yeah i uh i just um full disclosure i i woke up about an hour ago oh and it's 11. I slept way in. Well, it's your working at night, though. Your clock's different than mine. Substantially. My clock. Yeah, it's. Um, I've been. Well, we had fall break, so we were in South Dakota last weekend. But dude, those uh, pictures were amazing. Yeah, we 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 went hard. We uh, and I that that waterfall in Valentine. I've been under that when I was a kid. Dude, I was blown. I had seen Valentine's photos. Awesome. Yeah, Smith Falls near Valentine. I had seen photos of that. You know, my whole childhood because of you know nebraska history it's the biggest waterfall in nebraska and and i was like yeah but how big is a waterfall in nebraska, in nebraska really? where there are no hills or anything right and you walk down this wooded path and you get to this thing and it's it's like perfect sands you can take your shoes off and it was mm-hmm. warm enough for me to do that and it was like majestic mm-hmm. it was really, really cool. nice and then we went to the badlands and got stuck in a lightning storm in the badlands nice. that was fun i bet <laughs> we almost Intense. Yeah, well, there's this one trail we chose that part of the trail is this like wooded ladder stair situation. Uh huh. But it was raining. Oh boy, a little slick. A little slick. And I was like, every bit of me said, you know, my my like more advanced hiker friends or my brother in my mind are like, dude, you shouldn't do this. This is <laughs> this is how this is how amateurs get. You know, this is this is gonna end up a blurb on the second page of the newspaper. Exactly, local yeah. Lincoln couple, you know, right. get struck by lightning mm-hmm. in the Badlands, and every hiker's like fucking idiot. You know, <laughs> right? 
but we survived. It was really cool. Um, and then we spent some time in South Dakota and we did some walking around and what do we, we went to the devil's bathtub. Yeah. That looked amazing. That was cool. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this is interesting. So on the way out of, so it was Tuesday morning and I had, we had to be, I had, we both had work on Wednesday morning. So we tried to leave at a decent hour on Tuesday um, and had to stop in Custer to eat lunch and do the meeting, which was perfect. But while we were doing our recovery meeting on our phone at the, in the library parking lot. Oh my gosh. Snowstorm. Are you serious? Yeah, we were sitting there. It was like, oh, it was kind of lightly dusted when we rolled into town. Over that hour, it had, it had been like big, wet, fat snow. So uh-huh. in a matter of 50 minutes, it was like, oh, God. And then we still have to go down out right. of the hills. So that, and they hadn't cleared anything, so it was a little oh, scary. So we get out of the Black Hills, uh, rain and sleet. Uh-huh. And then we get out of that. And it was to sh- when we got to Shadron, Nebraska. It was like we stopped at Shadron State Park, and it was, uh, it, like um, fog with within like t- fifteen feet of your car. You couldn't see anything. Wow. And then we got out of that, and it was uh, we we were near Broadwater, Nebraska. Pretty sure we drove through a tornado. Oh, uh huh. Like literally through it. Through the tornado. Yep. And then got out of that, and it was seventy-two and sunny with a rainbow. I mean, we just like in a matter of four hours, we saw every bit of weather you could think of. Well, it's a nice, nice little cap to the trip. <laughs> well, it made for a crispy Joel once we got back to Lincoln. I was like, oh, gosh. So, yeah. Anyway, long story short, that was, uh, yeah. And then I went right into rehearsals the next night. So I've been like, that's why, if you're listening, that's why we're doing this on a different time because I'm pretty much in rehearsals until 930 or 10 every night now. So. We're doing some, we're, we're, we're having church with Joel and Steve on Sunday morning. It's a little presumptuous. That's nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, dude, we got mail. Oh yeah. We actually got, we actually got some mail. Mail uh, time. We got a, yeah. I, we need mailbag sound effects. I don't know. I know. Anyway. Um, well, the first was from Jack and he said a, a bunch of very short emails uh but i had tip to jack for the t-shirt idea which is our logo on the front and on the back it'll just say i'm only here for the outro music (laughs) (laughs) so hat tip to jack on that one and he was technically our first uh respondent so so uh, there you go jack i think you got a mug coming to you please allow 68 weeks for delivery yeah um and then we also got a very uh thoughtful and nice email from armando mclean yes Yes. And uh, there was some stuff in there that I, you know, was probably worth uh, talking about. Yeah. Let's I, I, I kind of reserved responding to that because I thought maybe that would be great to chit chat about this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I responded to him just because, you know, he well, was, you're he, nice. I, I'm bad yeah. at responding. He, well, he, took, he took the time to, you know, to actually send us an, an email. And um, thanks, Armando. Yeah. And I he asked, you know, um, in his response to my response was thoughtful too. He's kind of asking in the context of, cause he's a teacher now, you know? Right. And uh, I think that's interesting cause he's, you know, helping to form young minds. And uh, so that's interesting, but the, yeah. I guess the, the question that uh, one of the questions he asked was that, 
you know, if you could go back and have a serious conversation with your younger self, what would it be about? Yeah. And like my immediate response to that is, I don't know. Why don't you leave me alone? <laughs> leave me alone, old man. Right. You don't know shit about me. But that was my I, mean, 50, I am you. That was my 50 year old self having to deal with that question as my <laughs> 13, 14 year old self. Which <laughs> is still residing me. within yeah, your yeah, 50 year exactly old. Like, <laughs> why you got to bring me over like that, man? <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to hang out and be okay, dude. Why you got to bother me with this shit? Right, right, right. I I immediately thought of I think it's just kind of been the 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 topic of my well-being the last couple weeks is I would tell my younger self and I think Kirsten has asked me this before like hey dude enjoy enjoy it relax right. it's all going to it's all going to work out like right um work hard but don't that's what I would tell my you know like it's it, it it's all going to work out. Like just chill. Not, yeah, not see, that, that message would not have resonated with me. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed you. That's true. I would, I would. Oh, great. Another well-wisher. Thanks for that. Right. You obviously have no clue what's happening inside of my really complicated <laughs> head. That would have yeah. just bounced right off of me. Like it's yeah. all going to work out. Why don't you just relax and enjoy it? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Simone. This <laughs> this is um i you don't you don't get me like that that's like my angsty 14 year old self immediately responds is yeah that's cute but you don't understand right yeah thanks for all that have you not seen all of this i'm gesturing broadly <laughs> you know like, yeah clearly you live in a fantasy world or what yeah. a world that is not the same as mine yeah and perception is reality so thank you can i go now because frankly i've got other things to do you know, you know what Which I isn't think isn't true when I say go other things to do. I just want to go get loaded. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've got important shit to important attend stuff to. to do. Like I need to attend to myself medicating now. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's part of, I mean, this, I don't think this message would have resonated with me either, but a further, maybe, maybe more pointed response would be you are, you are, Hey, Hey, young Joel, you're never going to find anything outside of you that is going to be more beneficial to your peace and serenity and happiness than what you can, what you can work with and generate within like stop looking for things out there, relationships, you know, numbing money, places to be, you know, uh, stop pining to be anywhere other than where you're at. That's sort of like what school you go to, what town you live in, how much money you you or your parents have, what car you drive, like nothing outside of that is going to bring you the happiness that you can can cultivate within. I don't still think I would have rolled my eyes at that, but I think that there that may have that may have hit a target at that time. Like that may have been novel to me at the time. Yeah, maybe. Well, I really like uh, Armando's response. Yeah, um, what did he say? He just said. Um, hopefully instilling some more self-assurance and confidence in who I am rather than what people saw. Mm. Cause that was my big Achilles heel was being very concerned about what people thought of what, what I thought people saw when they looked at me. Yeah. And, um, that just was a nowhere trip to be really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it was a cul-de-sac of shit cul-de-sac of shit. <laughs> it just was you know i could not break out of that um, yeah i see that very clearly now then i had no idea you know yeah because i'm just standing in the cul-de-sac um well there's some real true there's like that yeah cul-de-sac of like really trying to predict what other people are thinking of you through the lens of you won't what you think of you it is it is this like snake eating its tail circular yeah. you know cul-de-sac of shit of like yeah uh uh yeah i i am i am obsessed with what i think other people are thinking of me mm-hmm. but i'm filtering all of that through my own ego right there's no perspective there there's no perspective and i like uh you know clancy eye from up in the sky talking about uh filtering like our you're, we're comparing our raw meat to everybody else's defenses mm-hmm. things that people have spent decades building up to present their version of their image to the world yeah and so we see that and compare our raw insides to that image yeah and, and so you're always going to lose that comparison every time right 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 comparing or overshoot the mark and think that you're way better than they are yeah yeah the comparing you know what yeah what i hear my insides saying, to their outsides yeah that classic that classic thing of yeah you can't compare or you can but it really is a tainted view of yeah my comparing my insides to other people's outsides that's always false mm-hmm. there's no truth there right <laughs> yeah Every once in a while, you might get lucky, but it's. Yeah, but it, yeah, maybe, but it's, uh, everybody else is doing the same thing. Sure. Right. You know, they're all comparing their insides to my outsides and my, my, my raw meat, fleshy, vulnerable, you know, perspective looks like defenses comes out as defenses. So we're all, we're all just defending ourselves against each other's vulnerability what if what if we all got really vulnerable steve that's not going to happen <laughs> you it just went all wonky hold on dude you just froze up oh, you froze you just froze up no i'm good oh there we are i got a i got a notification that said my my internet connection is unstable what that really means is that zoom was having an issue oh so they they Ah, they're comparing their insides to my outsides. They're passing the blame. It's your fault. Sure. Thanks, uh-huh. Zoom. Sure. Thanks, Thanks Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. I've While I'm staring that. at my own image, talking about my own vulnerabilities, you right. then take the opportunity to blame me. Right. <laughs> Kick you while you're down. Sounds pretty corporate to me. Well, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've been reading this book. What do you do? The places that scare oh, you. Oh yeah, by Pema Chodron. I think I'm saying yep. that right. Pema Pema. I think it's Chodron. Chodron. I think it's hard. Ch. Ch. Okay, fine. The places this has been. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily been earth shattering, but it's been enlightening, and it's kind of yeah. expanded some ideas that I've been working on, thinking about mm-hmm. for you know mm-hmm. a year or so. And I don't know. It's been really. It's really enjoyable. I'm not very far into it, about a third of the way into it, I suppose. Yep. But it, some things that she said really tied into um, 
one of the latest Robcasts, the that which was set before you one. Yep. I don't know if you listened to that or not yet. I did. Yep. But he said the question that uh, she's asking here is: uh, Do the days of our lives add up to further suffering or to an increased capacity for joy? That is an important question. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the next paragraph, she talks about. Uh, <laughs> we feel justified in being annoyed with everything. <laughs> we feel justified in denigrating ourselves or in feeling that we are more clever than other people. <clears throat> Ouch. <laughs> I know <laughs> self-importance hurts us, limiting us to the narrow, to, to the narrow world of our likes and dislikes. Ooh. Wow. Right. <clears throat> that's like uh, that's kind of prophetic because I feel like she wrote that pre social media. Um, you may be correct. I don't know. Should I look it up? Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess if I we want to be that, uh, 2001. So yeah. 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 Likes and that are, likes and yeah, right. That's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been, I mean, that's, we already, I mean, we talk about that in the secret meetings the same thing. It's just worded a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were just talking about, um, you know, we take, pleasure in um gossip and the, the mm. it's a polite form of murder by character assassination mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean isn't that great so a polite great. form of murder murder <laughs> by character assassination and we take yeah. we create take great satisfaction in those moments where we've really <laughs> nailed the person that's not in the room to the wall exactly yeah <laughs> And I, I think I said this the other day, but it's you know, somebody in the rooms, w w you know, used to make that that analogy of character by assassination and pose the question, how good do you look standing yeah. on somebody else's corpse? Right. You know, I like, look great, but I sometimes felt good for a minute. But but when we reduce our fellow humans to what we like and dislike we are just like i that's what i hear her saying is that we do that with our experiences we do that with our you know we try to we try to chase pleasure and avoid pain yep and then we also do that with other humans so if other humans are not playing the extras in our lives the way we think they should then we get to tear them apart because we don't like it you know it's like right Hmm. I'm so, glad you read that. That's a good book, dude. I haven't read that in a while. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And I'm having to like, I'm actually taking the time to process each paragraph as I go through rather than just blow through it. Yeah. One thing I've noticed as I've gone back and listened to old podcasts, this is a tangent, but there are yep. no tangents. Nope. Is that I need to be careful with my enunciation. Oh, I noticed that I start speaking quickly and then I start stumbling over words and it sometimes is not very intelligible. <laughs> so I need to, I need to, that's, and that's, so I need to be mindful of that. Ah, very good. Mindful as I'm speaking to be aware that I need to be careful with my consonants. I could, we could do a, we could do a pre podcast vocal warm up, Steve, if you want. Okay. <clears throat> Topeka, Topeka, Topeka. Topeka. <laughs> Topeka. So anyway, that just popped in my head because I'm kind of avoiding the fact that we sometimes have have cast a few stones in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've, we've cast a few stones. Well, we've yeah, we've um, 
we vilified some actual human beings. But I'm, I feel completely justified in the vilification, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> well, the classic question then, if you're looking through, and I, and it's, forgive me, it's been a while since I've read that book, but I think what sort of the overall thesis of that talk of hers or that book of hers is that it's, wh- what are we afraid of? Like, right. We you haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Okay. I've, I, I'm, I'm a third, I'm a third into the book. Okay. I've gotten to the point of where she's described the bodhicitta. Yeah. I'm that right. Yes. And that that's are. kind of the goal and all the things that get in the way of that. Yeah. That, that open hearted, vulnerable strength. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that that's, and that's, so that's really um, interesting and frankly hard, which yeah. I, she does not shy away from that. No. And that this is a, this is a practice that, well, <laughs> the, coin of take a phrase from another book it's a practice which must continue for a lifetime yeah that the that the open-hearted um allowing all of the yeah that that <clears throat> vulnerability that that almost broken-heartedness that compassion but not self-pity not self-pity no but it is beneficial to yourself and to others that's actually strength and that's like you know the bodhicitta being sort of that's a that's a warrior's path yes we're i think in the west we're always taught that the warrior is one that is has all those defenses up right and well and he, the big guns and the big guns or at least just guns when nobody else has guns exactly right. to protect that 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 vulnerable center mm-hmm. but the the bodhicitta mindset is one of being open to that vulnerable center and being and using that as an opportunity for strength mm-hmm. that's you know that's reducing it maybe but yeah but so that's um you know that goes well that's what jesus did if you yeah yeah right like yeah. he just opened it all up and went right on in and we <clears> kind of <throat> know how that story ends but um but that that yeah that uh, the story of that particular prophet or teacher choosing that vulnerability yes got him killed mm-hmm. but it ended up being this grand statement to the world that there are different ways to walk through the world you know it's cool you bring that up because our our longtime listener and emailer eduardo <laughs> who we need to get on here yeah yeah he, uh, he teaches an interfaith class and had a student reach out to me to talk about like one of the things they have to do is like interview and talk to somebody of a completely different faith system than than you Mm -hmm. so one of his students reached out to me to talk about i think she was pretty much christian i think Mm -hmm. and then um she you know he's like well i know a guy who practices buddhism so you should reach out to this guy so she drove all the way to crete's campus the other day oh wow and it was a great conversation and about the similarities between the the faith of my upbringing and the and the practice that I experience now and and I think you and I have noticed that like the mm-hmm. more I mean well, yeah the connecting the, of the dots universal spiritual principles universal spiritual principles like I periodically it's it sits on my nightstand and uh I read it periodically I'm chewing my way through it it's the uh what's it living buddha living christ by Thich Nhat Hanh. oh yeah Yep, yep. And that's what that book's all about. Yep. It's like, this is where they're the same. Yeah. I need Just to the words to are one. different and maybe come at it from a slightly different angle, but the <clears> principles <throat> are the same. Mm-hmm. 
I a book that Kirsten and I started listening to, and I, the reason it sparked, um, we we decided to download a few books. One of which was Colin Jost's book. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> the that guy is. from Saturday Night Live. He's a comedian. He also does Weekend Update. He was a head writer, or I think, yeah, he was the head writer at SNL for a lot of years. Very funny and entertaining. Um, but the other, like, spiritually, you know, kind of mind blowing book that we started listening to was Trusting the Gold by Tara Brock. Oh, I like her. She's great. I don't recommend it listening to her voice for too long while you're driving and She's tired. Kind of monotone, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's one of those books that, like you mentioned before, I listening to it, like consuming it in large chunks is probably not the best way to do it. Sure. Like just taking it in small, you know, bite-sized bits is probably more beneficial. But that's another one that... Is What's it called? Fun. Trusting the gold. gold. It's kind of based on this idea. There was these, this, uh, um, I think it was, God, I don't know where it was. Thailand, I think there's this story about this. They had this huge um, Buddha statue that was mm-hmm. clay. It was all covered in clay and it was so big um, and, and didn't seem very valuable that when other, you know, uh, warring armies came through and destroyed a lot of that iconography and statues, they didn't, they didn't see it worth their time because it didn't have any value. Sure. But as the uh, they noticed some cracks in it and they realized that that they were going to destroy it, too. And uh, they looked at it and they're like, wow, there's like it was actually made out of gold. And then they 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 put clay all over it to cover the gold. And so it's this kind of great analogy of the, you know, the everybody's goodness within or Buddha nature within. Hmm. She talks about that's sort of the springboard for finding and trusting the goodness within. So it's a lot. It's really, it's a beautiful book. But we're all born broken, Joel. I don't, I can't. <laughs> That's Steve, what just, I, Steve just lobs the bomb right in the middle of I know. the playground. I haven't had enough, yeah, I haven't had enough coffee to, to deal with those bombs. Yeah. Well, that's probably good. <laughs> I mean, but that's like, you know, that's the difference between, uh, that's not the difference. It's just. I, 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 that's what I was talking to that, that Wesleyan student about, like Mm -hmm. I have had to let, and I, and I don't think this is necessarily contradictory from like Buddha to Christianity, but I just said, she was like saying, what, what are some of the things that like you have, you've like kind of had to rethink or let go of? And one of them was hell. And one of them was the, the, the certainty of an omniscient presence or God and, that's not necessarily, I'm not speaking on behalf of Buddhism. That's just Joel's opinion. But the other one was this, like the difference between being born inherently sinful and being born inherently good. Hmm. There's some fundamental differences there. Yeah. You know? That's a pretty major difference. It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's kind of absolute actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's black and white. Yeah. It's hard to spin that one. Right. Cause it changed that, that perspective sort of changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a tough one for me to get around. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think you've talked about that as it as it relates to your kiddos. Like how do you see these beautiful beings being brought into the world and say, "Wow, well, that's Well, you're you're sinful. 
Man, we got a man. We got a lot to work on to get the sin out of this demon that's, baby. That's pretty much. Well, we're approaching the teenager years, so the demon baby thing is looming well, large on the horizon. But uh, well, that's where the that's where the conditioning sets in. So they were inherently good, but the conditioning is starting to work. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky being the parent of teenagers. Yeah, or soon to be teenagers. So. Uh, hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> is Sorry. there is there is there some full circle lessons there from your teenage oh. years that you're experiencing? Without getting into their stuff, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's unfair um, to talk about their stuff on it. But. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, sure, yeah. I mean, it definitely, it's a perspective changer. Or like, oh, and I think what it kind of boils down to is everybody's just doing the best they can with what they got. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and I, I that phrase saved my bacon doing the inventory process the first time looking at my parents. You know, like I was holding on to a lot of resentment saying, Yeah, well, okay. They were just doing the best they could with what they had. Do you find that that perspective is helpful when looking at challenges of teenagers? Sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, I had a moment yesterday where I was just really super annoyed with my older one. <laughs> my God, kid. Um, mm. And uh, Holly reminded me of dinner that she's a kid, you know? Yeah. And that they're not thinking about things in the same way we are. I mean, their brains literally just have not developed fully yet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they won't for another five, six, seven years. You know? Yeah. And so that's helpful to keep in mind. It's like, oh, they're not adults. Right. They're still kids. Or, you know, young adults, whatever. Yeah. Teens, preteens. And I think there's a lot more information available today than there has been in the past, just about developmental cycles and yeah, that sort of thing. And just cognitive, like their cognitive abilities are not fully developed yet. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. They're right. They're still, their, their brains aren't fully formed yet. They don't have all of the, uh, pathways mm-hmm. and i'm not a fucking brain person as, he, <laughs> as that as that sentence will clearly <laughs> illustrate i articulated that so well um and yeah. the, well the, and the brain per, brain people say i mean I, josh corda mentions a lot when he talks about his his sort of psychology slash dharma talks that humans are born underdeveloped right I mean, we're we it's so weird to i mean but when he says that i'm like Oh yeah, that makes total, like to think about, I mean, we're born into this world, just able to breathe and eat barely. Pretty much. Yeah. That's a bear. That's about mm-hmm. it. And everything well, else but, is we're, but, we're born pre pre-developed. We're yeah, but we're, we're like, even in, that's been something that's been interesting for me to think about is that like our, my, you know, soon to be teenager kids are still need uh nurturing and guidance yeah right they still need it whether they're gonna act like they you know we just all just piss off someplace but um (laughs) they still need nurturing and guidance Mm. and that i can't necessarily i can't respond to my daughter acting in a way that is displeasing to me in a way that i would respond to like for example a co-worker if they acted the same way right it's a very different situation Totally. Yeah. 
And so that there, so there's the calling is to be the bigger person. <laughs> he says with a heavy sigh. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so it's been um, like, I'm forced that, to acknowledge that and I'm forced to grow into that mm. out of necessity, you know, cause it would be very easy for me to just say, well, screw you. Right. Not right. dealing with this anymore, you know? Right. Which is how I handle certain situations at work, you know, yeah. walking away from you. Yeah. Which is, you know? which is probably a healthy choice in that environment yes. versus, but when you're, you know, uh, I like, I like Rob Bell has, and Kristen, him, him and his wife have a book called about raising children called launching rockets. I need to read that. I, yeah, haven't, I, I haven't read that. I love that analogy. I don't have kids, but I, it's like, that's a really great way to look at it. You're launching. I mean, there's a lot of calculations and things and think you know, to go into, but that's essentially what you do is launching rockets into space. I could have, I think it's almost like an interesting cosmic joke <laughs> that there's like almost coding in our development that when we get to a point where we probably need the most guidance and wisdom, we reject it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's hilarious actually. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, what we were talking about earlier about like, you know, if you could tell your younger self, it's like this full circle to Armando's email. It's like. At that time, when I needed the most guidance and probably was shown a lot of guidance, right? There was something coded in my DNA that said, "It looked a lot like this." I'm holding up yeah, two middle fingers. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck this. I'm not doing any of this. Right. Fuck you. I won't do what you told me. Exactly. I'm gonna rage against this machine, man. Yeah. Oh, being oppressed by the man. <laughs> and so you think- are. You are the man pretty much. Yeah. At home. You're the, you know what I mean? Like you and Holly, you're the, well, see that's, and I can see where like, where like overly permissive parenting comes in. Yeah. Because Mm. it's like, well, I, and I like, I'm not, I'm not my kid's buddy. Yeah. It's not my job. No, it's not my, I mean, we can be friendly and have fun and that kind of thing, Mm. but there are going to be times where I have to be dad Yeah, or the father or whatever. And that's, you know, that's tricky for me Yeah, to find that middle ground, to be assertive and loving. And, um, cause as we all know, that's not exactly my strong suit. Yeah. Um, I haven't read the book, so I'm making the analogy out of nowhere, but yeah, you have to be mission control sometimes Yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I understand that you want to just like hit the gas, light the tire, kick the tires and light the fires right now, kid. But I, I see all of the calculations going on. And let me just tell you, if you do that one little thing, you're way off track to get mm-hmm. to the moon or whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, mm. I, I'm, I'm fortunate that both of my children are relatively well adjusted yeah, and are doing things that aren't like they're involved in their lives and they're all positive yeah. stuff, you know? Right. So it's, it's minor corrections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's like when you're driving along the highway and you have to make minor adjustments to the steering wheel, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like we're not calling the wrecker and pulling them out of the ditch. We're just trying to keep them between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 that's an interesting analogy. Cause uh, the other day I had to take my car and to get new brakes and the dealership gave me a loaner and that they gave me a newer version of the car. I currently well, own. Of course they did. Oh, those right. bastards. I, I really wanted to just take that and run, man. Right. But this new, it was, sucks. it was like a 2020 cross track sport. It was really mm-hmm. nice. 
And it has that option where you can put cruise control on and you can put the lane assist on and you can basically the steering wheel will keep it inside the lane. Right. But yeah, I don't I don't need that. I don't need that either because I just kind of wanted to kick back, take a nap, scroll through Instagram while going 70 miles an hour down the road. Right. Sure. Bad idea. But I, I just tried it out because I'd never done this. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you can't just let go of the wheel. It, it, right. it, it says, keep your hands on the wheel. Of course, so you, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It's just like, you got to keep, you can't just let go completely. <laughs> you got to keep your hands on the wheel. I, I thought of a question and I don't know if it's really pertinent. I may be sort of talking out of school. So well, whatever, go ahead. I mean, this, this, so far we've been all over the place this morning. This, so. That's why I love it. Sunday yeah. morning with Joel and Steve. Right. Uh, in, so what I have learned in later, you know, I think my th late thirties, into my turning 40 has been a discovery of uh, learning how to parent myself. Oh, mm -hmm. but I don't have kids. So like you had kids. Mm -hmm. When did, when did you have your first kiddo? How old well, were you? 2007. That that's a lot of math, Steve. How old were you when that happened? Well, oh, I would have been th 36. Right. So do you think that like, <sighs> do you feel like you had to like, did you learn about parenting yourself in tandem with learning how to parent a kid? Like, how, was that a, I don't know if that's even a thing you were cognizant Whoa, of. Whoa. Um, I, I don't think that I was. I think mm. that's actually a relatively new thing for me, actually. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. mm. Last couple of years, probably. Yeah. Really. You know, right. at the age of 48 or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's such a. And I don't know that I've ever really heard of it put that way, actually, mm. maybe in passing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's definitely, I don't know. Parenting's so weird, man. Yeah. Just like the first couple of years is literally just keeping the, keeping the bundle alive. Yeah. Right. You know, and yeah. like soothed and all that stuff, you know, there's not yeah. a whole lot of, um, interaction there. The first year is really hard. It's really yeah. hard because it's no right. sleeping, no doing right. anything. You're just literally tending to the bundle. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, and then they, you know, the first time they smile at you, like they mm. see you and they smile like that's, oh, mm. maybe this might be worth it. <laughs> you know, mm. right? you know? Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, I mean, it's just phases. Yeah. And they're all hard. We got some stupid drama going on with school stuff and right now and it's kind of heartbreaking frankly because mm. it's not the kid's fault it's the parent's fault right right yeah um, we have some parents at my kid's school that are quite literally insane and uh uh mm. with the whole covid thing and uh, uh like to the extent that one of them was hospitalized with covid and refused to believe that it was covid and sending their covid unvaccinated kids to our school and it's i just want to Hit. I just want to take take my microphone and pound it against my head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 insane, and mm. um, and it's in fact it's impacting my kid, mm. and that's frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's like that's part of parenthood. Yeah. Right. Letting the trying to trying to tell your kids and teach your kids that 
the the world is still going to be a world yeah (laughs) you can't that the reason that they're being excluded from things is not because of them yeah even though it totally feels like it's because of them right so that goes back to what do you tell your younger self right right you know Mm. yeah and it's like well i mean you can tell them all the words but does that make it hurt less Ooh, because yeah because you gotta be at the end of the day, we all have to experience the things. We can't rationalize them or just be taught them out of a book. We have to, a part of being alive is learning how to experience them. And, and, and hopefully we have some people in our lives that can frame that when we right. experience it, but we, well, that's we have all, to experience that's it. Really all we can do, you know, yeah, is, is be reassuring and loving and you know and but that still doesn't make it easier to walk into school monday morning no maybe a little bit i hope you know yeah i i would imagine that would be really hard and i know that it was i mean it was difficult looking back i guess like learning those life lessons but i imagine that would be really hard to have the long view of somebody who is 50 talking to a 14 year old and re- really understanding the fact that they're really not going to fully expe- understand the true lesson here mm-hmm. until years from now. Right. Well, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying is like when you're preteen or whatever, your brain isn't developed enough to the point where you can even grasp the concept of the world yeah. being bigger than what's right in front of you. Yeah. Right. Like to say that in this is not going to matter in 10 years is yeah. like th- their brain just can't comprehend that right because right. they've only been alive for just slightly longer than that right and their right. brain isn't advanced enough developmentally to understand concepts like sp- the space-time continuum or whatever you know <laughs> like right. the, this this little thing that is consuming your entire world this huge thing seeming thing that is consuming your entire world is just a tiny little blip really mm-hmm. like that they can't that doesn't compute no it's a yeah everything right in front of me is the most it is the totality of everything the totality of everything forever and ever uh, amen (laughs) right yeah and so to have somebody else even if it is your parents especially if it's your parents coming and saying things like it's going to be fine this isn't that big of a deal it'll pass <laughs> like and that's where the thing of you guys really are idiots comes yeah. from. yeah yeah you guys are dumb you You're don't so get it stupid you do not get it and then you know 25 years down the line they'll be like oh i guess they kind of did get it right and i but now i see exactly <laughs> where my my parents sort of wanted to say in those moments hey we've been there right no, you haven't. If we no, you haven't. You, you haven't have been, been there. there. You have not been There's there. There's no way you right. you ancient sack of gray hair and what there's no way you get where mm-hmm. I'm at. Yeah. That is I think I am I am internalizing this for my own experience. Because <laughs> I don't have kids and I right. have no plan to have kids. Right. But I am I am seeing how when even now I can be in those moments of this is life or death. This is it's when not. that teen, when that teenager comes out of me and it's like, everything's fucked. Nobody understands. Everything is burning. This sucks. 
to be able to be that wiser mission control and say, yo dude, you've been through this before. Yeah, man. You've been through this before. Yeah. You are that time. It'll be fine this time. Reminding yourself of your own resilience. The Mm -hmm. only way you can do that with any skill is if you've been resilient, right? Right. Like, well, there's that's the key is to actually be resilient. That's the response. (laughs) That's something that one of the things I marked down in this book is at the beginning where she says, uh, ah, this is so good. Bodhicitta training offers no promise of happy endings. Rather, it is, it is this, (laughs) who wants, is this I who wants to find security, who wants something to hold on to can finally learn to grow up. Ooh, I love that. That is good. Uh huh. Like there's, this is not, this ain't a Marvel movie. No, this <laughs> isn't going to get tied up for you. And not, and, all, not a nice, pretty little bow. It, it, not that there's anything wrong with a little popcorn entertainment, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's that mindset of everything has to get fixed. I was like, well, might not. Doesn't according matter. And that, that's the thing is like fixed according to who, right? Because, because my version of things being fixed and working out is filtered through what I want and what I don't want, likes True. and dislikes. Likes and dislikes, yeah. And it may not work out for me the way I want it to, but if I can step back and see that it worked out uh, on a larger scale, or at least the way, you know, that's where we get into like free will versus, or like predetermination. But you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> is that the book she talks a lot about groundlessness in? I don't know. I've only, I'm only a third of the way into it. I think that's, I think that's the, the kind of another thread throughout that book is she talks about sort of the idea of the Buddhists call it, I think, you know, emptiness, but that idea of yeah, like, she talks about that. Yeah. Groundlessness and emptiness and being mm-hmm. sort of untethered to anything is the thing that probably scares us most, but the thing that will set us free. Yep. Yeah. We're just starting to touch into that. Yeah, and the emptiness thing, which is not to say devoid of meaning or purpose or anything. Right, it's not nihilism. It's just you're right. It's just you're not tied. The ideas of like what is good and what is bad kind of don't become as important. Yeah, right. What you know, Mm -hmm. God's will, not mine, be done. Right, right. And 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 you know, quote unquote, God's will is can be really chaotic and have nothing to do with you. Wait, what? Hold on a second. <laughs> Steve's about to hang up. I'm out. I'm out. You mean you mean God is not just uh, weaving things ever uh, uh, together just for my benefit all the time, every moment? Um, I think for everyone's benefit all the time, every moment. <sighs> That's a tough job. I'm glad I don't have to do that job. Right. I know. I try. Right. <laughs> Yeah. When I try, it tends to be fairly self-centered. There's no, there's no way it can't be right back to our earlier point. I'm always going to filter it through my likes and dislikes and what I want, what I think is good for me. Right. Yeah. So if I play God, it's going to work. I mean, I'm just like, I'm going to put on the mask and try to weave it to what I want all the time. I can't be that altruistic. (laughs) I can't, I I, I can't. not capable of being 100% altruistic all the which, time. Which, which denies the path I'm on because I really should take refuge in the possibility for my own awakening. But fuck, dude. Fuck. 
I want to take refuge in the in the potential for my own awakening if I get credit for it. <laughs> there you go. As there long as I is. get metal. <laughs> right. Well, that goes back to right when I first started practicing and I asked you if I could if I could practice at somebody. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you said, well, you can, but it usually doesn't work out too good. Yeah. But, but whatever gets you there, I mean, that's the thing. Like if you have, if you have an earnest effort as you try to try any sort of spiritual path, whatever gets you in the door, right? right. Like we say sure. that in, we say that in recovery rooms, like people chase a lot of unhealthy reasons to come to recovery, but whatever gets you to stay, right. you know what I mean? But that, that's, I mean, I came to practice meditation. I was telling this and this uh, Wesleyan student the other day, I came to get rid of my anxiety. That's mm. why I start. I'm like, I need to fix my anxiety with meditation. Right. That was a very short, that was a very, you know, self-centered view. Uh -huh. But I remained to stay for a lot of other reasons. Well, so this, this book actually gets, I, I was just, they were, were just reading about that. Uh, it says, uh, yet there is no guarantee that sitting meditation will be a benefit. Fuck. We can practice, we can practice for years without it penetrating our hearts and minds. We can use meditation to reinforce our false beliefs. It will protect us from discomfort. It will fix us. It will fulfill our hopes and remove our fears. This happens because we don't properly understand why we are practicing. Mm. So this why do we meditate? This is a question we'd be wise to ask. Why would we even bother to spend time alone with ourselves? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it says, first of all, it's helpful to understand that meditation is not just about feeling good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To yep. think that is why to think that is why we meditate is to set ourselves up for failure. Mm. That's pretty cut and dry. I think I, 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 I hope that she offers some reasons why, though. She does. There's lots <laughs> okay. of reasons. Yeah, no, that's like. But it, it's it's bodhicitta, right? It's that mm -hmm. idea of, of being being aware and kind of resting in that awareness for the benefit of others in the world around you. Yeah. Well, and she, I mean, very shortly later on that paragraph, she talks about Maitri, Maitri, Maitri. which is, but yeah, which is like the, I, I guess I would simplify it down to like radical self-acceptance. Yeah. That's spot on. I, yeah. she taught, she, I listened to another talk of hers. Uh, I forget what it's called, but she talks about Maitri a lot. And, that's the practice. She she says unconditional friendship with oneself. Oh, sure, radical self acceptance. Yeah, that's. I think I like radical self acceptance even better. Well, that you know, it all comes back to me. I think one of the most, I'll say the word this time, profound. There it is. I've, I've take ever a drink. Heard is to take a drink. Is uh, is um, from another uh, I will say spiritual warrior who's a musician named Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah, who uh, said if you believe in things that you don't understand you will suffer yeah 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 that's a side note superstition is probably my that's my get up and boogie song no matter what i'm in no matter sure. what feeling i'm in mm -hmm. that one will get me to move mm -hmm. it's amazing but and steve ray vaughn's version of that is killer as well I don't think I've heard that. Mm. Yeah, I used to play it at dances periodically. 
Yeah, I must have been outside smoking at that point. Maybe you missed out. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so that's kind of like that's part of the re- like this book is. I've actually thought of that line a couple of times reading this book because it's I'm I'm finding that it's beneficial to do to to. This is oh my god! I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Yeah, it's good about to to read about the learn about the things that I'm trying to practice. <laughs> yeah become more educated more aware and yeah yeah it's not always easy but um i don't know it's i it's hmm. i found that it's been worthwhile yeah so that's one of the things that armando asked us to kind of circle around uh is you know how are we trying to be better like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like so how are you guys trying to be better and, yeah. and I, I replied to him i said well the you know, insecure, sarcastic person to me said, well, I'm overeating mostly. <laughs> I'm avoiding, I'm uh, yeah. eating my feelings. Right. I'm taking a lot of naps. A lot of naps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am, uh, I'll answer that. I mean, I, I love that, that like, you know, this is a microcosm of the overall theme here is like, how do we continue to come back to a purpose? You know, mm-hmm. how do we continue to come back to why we're doing this? And, you know, you to mean post- in our lives or for this podcast or both, both. That's what I'm saying. The microcosm of this podcast is trying to be better. And we come back to that a lot, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the sick, that's sort of the, the nature of, of a, of a practice with any sort of merit is how do you, you come back to the, the, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? The, mm-hmm. the intention, wise intention. I, I am really trying to like case in point. So, you know, the, the reason we're doing this on Sundays, cause I'm back in rehearsals. And a few weeks ago, I talked about being really kind of balled up and scared and had some panic about that. And I'm really making a concerted effort in my personal practice and in my work life and connecting all the dots and even being intentional with my off time with Kirsten is to try to just actually enact gratitude and joy with whatever is currently happening. Because I can be, I can, I don't want to live my work life, marriage life, recovery life, dreading the things in front of me all the time. Right. So I'm really, that's no way to live. It's dude, it's brutal. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's going to take years off my life. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's how, if that's the rest of my life trying to figure this job out or trying to figure out how to live, like I might as well just go, you know, get my CDL and drive a bus around, which isn't a bad line of work i'm just saying if i could just punch in punch out yep. so anyway that that is where i'm really putting a lot of mindfulness and effort into like be like you know approaching rehearsals and giving my castmates my students some encouragement some time to let go of their day to bring themselves to the present to work hard but also not you know giving them giving them saturday and sunday off you know trying to have a more compassionate, generous, loving attitude with something that is hard work, mm-hmm. trying to marry those things. That's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really allowed me to be a little, have a little more fun and trust myself in rehearsal and like be curious and say things like, I don't really know. Like you said the other day, like, yeah, I don't really know. Oh, wow. Thanks for pointing that out. I didn't notice that thing in the script. Cool. You know, instead of right. taking it personally, you know. Right. The yeah. script sucks, Joel. 
you're a terrible director yeah that's that's the inner dialogue when right. i yeah yeah i uh that's back to that rob cast the that which is set before us the main challenge in there mm -hmm. the main point that he's kind of driving at is and i'm simplifying this but is life just this grind this veil of tears that you just have to get through where periodically there's a thing that makes it tolerable yeah, yeah like a concert or a meal or you know an interaction right or is life framed as this joyous opportunity in which just by trying to by virtue of the fact that you're working yeah towards something um there's going to be difficulty yeah Those are two very different dynamics yeah well and rob actually he actually got a little kind of it was funny he said there's always going to be that guy that says well you know life's difficult he <laughs> says yeah thanks kyle <laughs> i uh well that there's a there's a con connection there between that concept and tara brock's book I'm, i just had it left off at the spot where she was talking about the practice of yes mm. uh, saying yes to all of it saying yes to what's happening um, and can you, and she has these little reflections at the end of every chapter. And she says, one that really kind of hit me like a ton of bricks was, can we, can you say yes to all the things that are currently going on and what could be conceived as your messy life? Can you mm. say yes to the mess right now? Can you say yes to the joys, the fears, the sorrows, the grief, the sadness, the happiness, the the boring all of it can you say sure. yes to it at every moment you know i guess uh i guess that's what i'm working with it's just like yeah so it's kind of like acceptance yeah this that's what comes with this man right that's what comes with it i love that mm -hmm. i've told myself that a lot over the last few months yeah <laughs> this like, is what this, comes with it this is what comes with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh what are you digging these days joel what do you uh well fish is back on tour <laughs> oh so you're you're listening you're engaged with that well that's i yeah that's what i might do this after although kirsten i think are, is going to join me on a bike ride but i was gonna nice. i was thinking i i need to take a bike ride and just well they they played uh first of their fall run the sacramento show and it, the second set looks pretty wild it has one of my favorite songs in it ghost oh. so i was going to put on my headphones and listen to that on a ride sure. soon um oh Kirsten and I started watching this weekend uh, the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Have you watched this show? No. It's based on the graphic novel, and I thought it was going to be like rings. It's ringing a bell, but I don't know why. It's like a. It was like a weird comic book written by the guy from some band. I don't know the name of the band. Anyway, but Elliot Page is in it, formerly known as Ellen Page. I just dead named her, but he Elliot Page is sort of the the big star in it and okay. it's like this this really interesting superhero story not too far off from the watchman but less dark mm. anyway it's kirsten and i just binged the crap out of that yesterday mm. and it's super cool so, so have you watched the what is it the sphinx game or the the thing with the place oh, button character Squid game? Squid, squid game squid game yeah sphinx no. game jesus sphinx game i just sound like an old man yelling at the cloud i'm like do you kids watch the sphinx game <laughs> <laughs> you watching that crazy sphinx game or playing tiktok isn't isn't that what playing the, the tiktok game isn't that what everybody's watching these days the the squid game 
Squid Game, yeah. I uh, I wa- we watched the trailer of it, Kirsten mm-hmm. and I, and Kirsten's like, mm, I don't think that's for me, and I'm like, I kind of want. So I'm gonna have to venture through that. So right. Well, I was uh, looking for something to watch while folding laundry yesterday. I settled on Do the Right Thing. Oh my God! Yeah, it's on. I was on Prime now for free. That movie's so awesome. It's I so seen it good. In Ten years. It's so good. I need to watch that again. I, I, batteries, I, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know what? I. I watched that as a young man and didn't. I guarantee you, I didn't get it. Yeah, you should watch it again. Everybody should watch Do the Right Thing. It's yeah. fantastic. It's. I mean, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Speaking of masterpieces, so I got. We were. I. You know, it's Halloween. It's spoopy season, and I like watch. You know, Halloweeny stuff. Uh-huh. But I don't really. I don't know. I'm getting kind of away from the real gory scary stuff and yeah, i'm like i just want to watch out. fun fun halloween stuff so yeah. i watched um the eddie murphy haunted mansion on disney plus was it any good it wasn't like yeah, here's no. the thing like it's a movie based on a ride yeah but i'm like that ride is so great you could have so that's much true. fun with that that's true. And I, it was a i thought a missed opportunity uh-huh. There was a lot of cool special effects at the time, but it was not really well. It was just kind of boring. Yeah. But they made a Muppet version. Muppet Haunted Mansion is out on Disney Plus, and I okay, I watched my leg just started to do the dog getting scratched thing. It's so leg. fun. Really, it's like yeah, Gonzo is going through Gonzo is going through the Haunted Mansion to try to you know uh, win some yes to win something, and he ends up facing his fear. It's really great. We watched okay. it. We watched it in the cabin in South Dakota, and I'm like, I need to watch this again before Halloween's over. So there's a new Muppet Haunted Mansion. Okay, on... that sounds awesome. Yeah, you should check it out. Okay, fun for the whole family. Fun for the whole family. Holly doesn't like the Muppets, so wait. Yeah, I know it's a thing. Wait, I I know. I know she just doesn't like the Muppet movie. <laughs> Right, that's the. I'm like, what? I don't even know. I don't know. Doesn't like the Muppet movie. She doesn't like the Muppet movie. Mm-mm. No. No. What about I like? Are, there's so many songs, songs about, about rainbows, and what's on <laughs> the other side? Sure don't look like Presbyterians to me. Why? Why? <laughs> Drinks I want to have the house. Her. Is she home? Can you go? I need to know why. I'm not dragging her into this right now. <sighs> it, we'll have her back it, on the podcast. We can unpack this. That movie made me who I am. I understand. Me too. Hundred percent. Chasing the rainbow, man. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Hollywood to become a movie star. Draw up the standard rich and famous contract. You don't go to Bombay, India, to become a movie star. You go to where we're going, Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> Jack not name, Jack job. Seems that the frog and the bear are temporarily out of service. <laughs> Welcome to my presence. Golden teeth and golden toes. Welcome to my presence. Yeah, man. God damn it. That just makes me sad to know that somebody whom I love and respect, like yeah. Holly, doesn't. I mean, you know what? She's allowed. She's allowed. This, she's allowed to not like it. She's allowed. She's allowed to be wrong. It's fine. Yes, we'll let her be way wrong on that. I have a feeling our friend Matt 
might have some things to say about that because he's a big would, muppet would guy. You, would you like to lick the bottle cap? <laughs> <laughs> Can't live with them. Can't live without them. There's something irresistible-ish about them. Yeah. Dude, right I hope that something better comes along. Right. <laughs> no, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, same. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Holly's super cool. It mm-hmm. it definitely overshadows the fact that she doesn't like one of the best movies of all time. Right. So we'll give her that. Sure. <sighs> I have I have my uh, Statler and Waldorf figurines right next to oh, me good. Maybe for my 40th, 40th birthday. <laughs> they sure sound like they're dead. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Are you digging anything besides Pema Children? Yeah, that's Pema Children and Do the Right Thing. Those were the those were my big oh, ones yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. Right on. Getting ready. I mean, going to see the dead next Friday, so that'll be fun. Oh yeah, be a quick little quick trip. The guy that uh, the guy that waited on us today, Good Evans, had a dancing bear COVID mask on, and he nice. said, "I just did the hey nice mask." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to Red Rocks." <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> you what is you you have a Friday night show? Is that right? Yeah, just Friday. Me and Jack Are you going solo, Jack. Jack's going with. Oh, mm-hmm. which works out well because he, you know, sacrificed his Philadelphia trip for the sake of Sancho the dog. So, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that'll Jack, be a great. Jack that'll be a great the, show. It will. Yeah, be. That's it'll it. Be. Fiddler's Green. Fiddler's Green. Which I mean, they've never played there. My understanding is it's a great place to see Coldplay. <laughs> you know, so yeah. we'll see what you know. I think it was kind of a. Well, Boulder's booked, you know. Yeah. So right. they did the best they could, you know. But it's not like a anti-vending spot, is it? 100% actually, yeah. There will be no vending there. Oh, shit. And what vending there will be will be, you know, might even be better. Who knows? Maybe it'll be great. Yeah, there but you it's go. it's in the middle of, you know, like a tech center kind of thing. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's not yeah. Red Rocks. Right, right. You know, whatever, it'll be fine. I'm, I'm weirdly just going for the music, so. W- weird. I know, it's weird. Well, they've been on a heater. I know. This tour's been really great. It has been. I listened to 74 yesterday. Can you believe that? Fucking A. I know. I wonder, this is maybe a whole other deal, but why is John Mayer wearing those headphones? I think it just sounds better. And more comfortable. He can just, that's that he's getting his monitor situation is being filtered through those headphones. Is that what the deal is? I think that's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And really from a audio standpoint, that's the way to go right yeah i mean i'm sure it. his i'm sure that he, he's hearing everything very clearly yeah and it doesn't really impact anything you know whatever. right um, right and i don't why he's not just using the in-ear monitors i don't know maybe maybe they're not comfortable he's, he can do whatever he wants yeah he can he's trying to mayor be mayor you know yeah man i was chuckling to myself like what are you doing this weekend oh, i'll go and watch a couple millionaires play their guitars <laughs> yep yep that'll be fun can't wait yeah, man. I'm this glad is, you guys are doing uh, You know, that. what is it? 56 years so far? So many roads. Yeah. Wow. I know. It's kind of amazing. Yep. Well, that's uh, that's Friday night. That's this Friday. Coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stoked. Stoked. see the boys one more time. Although the real action's at Phil, Phil Lesh and Friends, but that's another podcast. Yeah. I think the real action is I listened I listened to a couple of uh I listened into Billy Strings show the other day. Yeah, he's great. Dude, he's great. He he covers Pearl Jam more and more. Really? Yeah. He's covered like four or five or six different Pearl Jam songs. I'm like 
I would love to see a little. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, that guy, he's he's a shining light for sure. He really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Billy Strings, check him out. For real. That's where that's that's where the action's at, for sure. And it was so nice to see them Ween boys again. Oh yeah, did you, did you get the Ween stream? Uh, I didn't buy it. I've just been watching. There's all kinds of clips on YouTube. Oh, okay. Whole shows yeah. are up. Pretty yeah. decent shot, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, really great to see those guys out there still doing it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They didn't fully hang it up that few years ago. Right. Yeah, they could. You know what I mean? Like, but they I needed. That, you know, it's one of those things where you realize that. Ween was a pretty reliable draw. It's going to be some money there. Right. Right. You know, or they could yep. go back to, back to, well, I guess Mickey's chartering fishing boats. Yeah. I don't think that's where the money is though. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we yeah. can probably, we can probably hit the road a few times a year, you know? Yeah. They don't really have to work on any new, they haven't worked on new music. I don't they think haven't so. made new music in years. I, I didn't, I, I didn't listen to all of the three shows, so I don't know if there was any new songs or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. I mean, yeah. if they want to become a greatest hits act, I'm oddly okay with that. Yeah, they've got enough to get weird enough that it's not. Yeah, well, like, that's just the thing. Is the three nights they played in Vegas, they didn't repeat anything. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, and some things, and they definitely. Uh, it was a dynamic performance. Like it wasn't canned. Right. There were right. some some chances taken and some things that ordinarily wouldn't be stretched out that were and some things that mm. ordinarily would have been stretched out that weren't you know right right so they're still just good they're still wean you know yeah man it's great and yeah. for the record like they're still one of the last best live bands i've ever seen i agree they're amazing they're yeah. just amazing mm-hmm. yeah they, they they're so good at walking that fine line between like should i should i be enjoying this <laughs> i can't because this is kind of i don't know it's it's making me feel really uncomfortable yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. Just right on that line. Yeah, it is that it rides that line between it's like this this would be a joke if it was bad, but it's right. so good. It's so good. I exactly. it's like I can't right. I why am I grooving to a song about spinal meningitis? <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. It's got me down. Mr. Will you please help my pony? Yeah. I love I love that they did dance it in the show. Oh my god. You that sent me that so video. Great. Yeah. That's And he so sings great. it like he sings it so brown too. Uh-huh. Like I forget that Aaron Freeman sort of does that. Like uh-huh. that's not an effect he puts on his, you know. No, that's no, no, he just he kind of it. has this alter ego voice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he has lots of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. man. Well, nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you. Church is dismissed. Make sure to shake tip, your tip, tip your weight staff. <laughs> I, I like this Sunday morning deal. I, I think it's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, love you, dude. I'm love glad you we too. glad we made this happen. Me too. Enjoy your ride. Oh yeah. Enjoy the ride always. That's right. All right. Later. Later.
Don't forget, toot your hooter.